overwhelmed by clutter when you walk through the door? Are you tired all the time and stuck just getting by? With each day being a carbon copy of the next and no time or space for yourself? Hi, I'm Sarah and I was you, so I understand. You're a busy mom, whether at home or working full time, feeling like you're in survival mode. There isn't time for more because you're just putting out fires, overwhelmed by all the stuff and aching for something more. That's what the Simple Intentional Podcast is here for, to support you. Whether it's to clear clutter, ditch the overwhelm, and create ease and simplicity, figure out how to be more intentional in your life, or inspire you into action. Each week, I'll share things like practical and actionable tips you can start using immediately to start living more intentionally and create your life, as well as interviews with people that will inspire and educate you. I'm a full-time working mom, wife, and lover of all things simple. After a stage four cancer diagnosis in 2014, I started on a path to change how I was living. And I'm sharing with you everything that has helped me move from a stressed out, people-pleasing perfectionist to calm, in control, and feeling like the best version of myself. So grab your earbuds, a cup of tea, and join me to start making powerful shifts in your life today. This is about so much more than stuff. Hello, and welcome back to the Simple and Intentional Podcast. This week, I'd like to share with you something called the Habits of Mind. This is a framework that I'm very familiar with um, through my work as a teacher. It's something that we use at the school that I teach at. It's a set of skills that we teach the children, and I have found personally since I've learned about them and started teaching them that I have actually gained a lot myself through... um, using these habits of mind, um, shifting my mindset and utilizing these skills myself. Um, And I've learned a lot about myself. (laughs) It's really helpful for reflection, um, for understanding the way that we approach problem solving, um, how we approach life. And when we can start to notice um, these certain things that we do and we can apply these skills, it really, really um, helps to I think come to problems with a different mindset. Um, Think about yourself as a learner or as a person um, with like a more positive approach. And um, I just think it's such an excellent framework We teach four in kindergarten, but um, there are 16 that I'm going to share with you. And I just think that you will get so much out of even just becoming familiar with the concept. Um, So let me um, first share with you uh, a little bit more like um, of a definition, I guess, of what they are. Um, The habits of mind are identified as 16 problem-solving life-related skills that are necessary to effectively operate in society and promote strategic reasoning, insightfulness, perseverance, creativity, and craftsmanship. Um, And I think the understanding and application of these 16 habits of mind serve to provide the individual with skills to work through real-life situations that equip the person to respond using awareness, thought, and intentional strategy 
in order to gain a positive outcome. So that's a definition of it. Um, The way that I usually describe this to parents is I say this is a, a set of skills that enable people to be successful in life. And that's not financial success. It's successful holistically in life, that they can come to problems um, confidently and know themselves well and know how to confront problems and deal with them, that they can um, use grit and persistence to stick with things, um, that they can understand other people's emotions and recognize how other people are feeling and approach um, them with kindness and understanding. And so they're just... I think just such a great set of skills and and you're probably familiar with them but maybe not by these um, with these terms and the four that we teach in kindergarten are persisting so sticking with something following through even when it's hard um, managing impulsivity <laughs> which I think I actually realized myself that there were quite a few ways that I was quite impulsive myself and I've really um, become aware of that and been able to like respond differently to situations but you know that's sort of like slowing down before you respond to things taking time to think it through Um, you know especially for young kids like that's very challenging but you know just even recognizing that you're doing that allows you a moment before responding to think things through a little bit more and um and to like think of others. Um, We also teach listening and understanding with empathy. So um, empathy, I think, is a really complicated thing to teach to anybody because the way that we think about it a lot of times is being kind. But empathy is not about kindness. Um, Empathy is about feeling with someone. So that can be really hard for a lot of us because it means identifying how someone is feeling and then feeling it a little bit ourselves and with difficult emotions that can be so hard to sit with. Um, But Brene Brown talks about this so much and she has this great little video um, where I'll I'll link it in the show notes but um, she has this great little video of like a deer and like a moose or something um and they like kind of act out a situation and then in comes a bear and the bear is demonstrating empathy whereas like the deer whatever the other animal is is like demonstrating sympathy and it's a really clear way of explaining the difference because we often think of empathy as sympathy but it's not it's like knowing how somebody else is feeling and then being able to be present with them while they're feeling those things Um, and it's a really hard thing to do but um, you know it's really valuable and it also helps our own self-understanding when we can identify what other people are feeling and recognize it in other people and see what it looks like because then it helps us identify our own feelings as well. So it's being able to be respectful of someone else's feelings and hold space for that as well. So that one's huge. Um, And 
Then the other one um, we teach in kindergarten is taking responsible risks. So that's sort of differentiating between what is an irresponsible risk. You know, we're always asking kids, and I think, um, you know, we as adults want to push ourselves to take risks as well, but it's sort of discerning between what is a responsible risk, like what's a healthy type of risk taking, and what is not. Um, So those are the four that I'm very familiar with. And then um, the list goes on and I'll just sort of share them. Um, But I encourage you to go to their website and um, and to read through them because I think um, you may be familiar with um, what some of them are, but you may just not identify them the way that they're worded here. Um, but also like if you sort of read through the list and think to yourself, oh wow, you know what? I totally do that and I wish that I could get better at it. Um, it's like such a good goal to set for yourself. Um, and this is like how we teach kids is like, hey, this is the thing that's hard for you. So let's focus on this as a goal. Um, so it's so good as an adult (laughs) to do the same thing. So um, another one is thinking flexibly. Uh, So valuable to be able to like shift our thinking, consider other people's ideas. Thinking about your thinking or metacognition. So being aware of your own thoughts and feelings, reflection, um, understanding the impact of your choices on others and yourself. Striving for accuracy because, um, you know, of course we're not looking for perfection, but we also want to be able to like check our work, um, think through what we're doing and like, um, you know, do, do great work, you know, and that doesn't mean perfect work. It means that we're like working um, to do like really detailed work and thoughtful work and that we're reflecting on it questioning and posing problems so like you know like critical thinking like how do I know um asking yourselves questions like um noticing if like you butt up against a problem how are you gonna um, work through that obstacle Applying past knowledge to new situations. So what do you already know and what have you already learned? Like, And this is something that comes to us naturally, I think, through mistake making. When you make a mistake, you really learn something. And then what are you going to take from making that mistake to apply to a new situation going forward? Thinking and communicating with clarity and precision. So, you know, working to become clearer in how we communicate. Um that's so valuable in our working relationships and our personal relationships um, for our own whatever we um, work on you know being able to communicate clearly uh, even to ourselves like it's very very valuable communication is everything (laughs) Um, gathering data through all senses so this I really relate to mindfulness and meditation as well because what do you notice when you stop? What do you start to take in? What can you listen to? Um, What can you become aware of when we sort of slow down and stop talking? What other things can we take in through our other senses? Creating, imagining, and innovating. I mean, I don't even know if I need to explain those, but um, 
yeah, just taking time to be creative, being imaginative, trying things out, trying to innovate something to make it better or to create something new. Um, I think these skills are so important, especially going forward in the way our world is evolving. Responding with wonderment and awe. So I relate this one to gratitude. Are you noticing the world's beauty are you paying attention to like all that nature has to offer or like the vastness of our world and our universe are you um taking time to feel awe and let it touch you are you being open to like the little things in life those small pleasures those small things that really are what make life so beautiful such a valuable thing and again I relate that to um, building a practice of gratitude finding humor (laughs) I think this one is so valuable as well can you laugh at yourself can you find humor um, in times that are challenging can you make a mistake and be like oh I can laugh at myself about that it's okay and can you just find joy and whimsy in things Um, thinking interdependently so can you work with others can you let in their input Um, you know and if like a group comes to a decision that isn't your decision and you don't necessarily agree with it can you like move forward with it Um, are you willing to learn from other people and lastly is remaining open to continuous learning so are you open to new experiences are you always learning are you always wanting to be a learner Um, can you be humble enough to admit when you don't know something and let in new information or new ideas and you don't even have to agree with these all the time but can you let them in and can you um, you know be open because that openness I think is so so important and especially as adults like kids we demand so much of them and we ask them to be continuous learners all the time and we're always pushing them to try new things and to take risks but are you doing that yourself because if you stop in life then that's it you stop growing and we miss out on so much from not being able to take in other people's ideas and see things through new eyes Um, so I love this framework I encourage you to read more about it because it's so so valuable Um, again like I said I have found this such a valuable self-reflection tool for myself to recognize how I approach situations how I respond to things when I come up against a problem um, what is my what is my mindset am I being you know um I don't know if I've mentioned this one before too, but I will do another podcast on growth mindset um, because I think that that's another tool that is so, so valuable for um, us as, you know, people who want to continue to shape an intentional life. um, We have to open our mind to new ways of thinking and doing. We have to have a mindset that utilizes a lot of these skills we have to be able to be flexible um, we have to be able to approach problems with positivity and be able to like get back up again when things are hard so um, yeah if you have any questions please reach out to me on Instagram because I love to talk about this Um, 
I think that um, when we can start to make those shifts internally, it just spreads outwards and it has such a positive impact on our lives because you can take this and apply it to anything. So if you are working to declutter and simplify, can you approach your decluttering, you know, applying your past knowledge and say, okay, like I've made this mistake before. I want to do something different. I'm going to start to think flexibly as I make decisions about things, um, you know, and be open to new things and be able to let go of past things. Um, you know, when we go to shift to being more intentional about the way that we're spending our days and our time, um, it really helps when we can shift the mindset as well so that we're open and flexible to making things work because a huge piece of being intentional is being able to be flexible so that you can create the things that you want. If you can't be flexible with your mindset, you're going to have a really hard time, especially as a parent, creating the things that you want. Because there's so many times that we can look at things and say, oh, I can't do that because. And I used to do that all the time. I would say, oh, I can't do that because. Oh, I have this limit set on me. Oh, I can't do it. It's not going to work. And now I know that I want to live a certain way. And so when I go to start something, I think of how can I make this work? You know, like my husband works evenings and weekends a lot of the time. And so um, our schedule can be very challenging. I really wanted to take a dance class. I really wanted to dance again. Um, I thought it would be fun and it's just something I wanted to make a part of my life. And the schedule for it was always so challenging. And, you know, I just sat down and I looked at how I could make it work. And I talked to my husband. And now I'm able to go once a week right now. And it's fun. And I'm enjoying it. And before I would have set the limit on myself to say, well, that would interfere with like our family Sunday or it would interfere with us being able to do certain things Um, or that's going to be like challenging because I'm asking for this time every week for my husband and I, I, I don't know if other people encounter this but sometimes that's not easy to do when you're like trading off time um if you're in a similar situation to me, like we don't have a lot of family help. So, um, you know, the time back and forth can be very precious and you can start to like not want to give it up for certain things. But, you know, when we can look at things holistically and what matters and then start to use that flexible thinking um, or use these other skills and apply it to our mindset so that we can put into action the things that matter to us and we can create what we want, then um, you know, like that's where the magic really is because it's not only what we create, but it's how we feel. And I know that's been huge for me as well because I feel so different than I used to feel. I have this mindset now. I know I can achieve things. I know I can make things happen. I know that there's so much abundance in the world, whereas I didn't used to feel that way. And I really guarantee that if you start to apply some of these habits of mind, um, that you're going to feel the same thing. And this, these are different words for a lot of the stuff that I talk about all the time, um, you know, like a scarcity 
versus abundance mindset when you can look at life and notice what's amazing and beautiful about it that's responding with wonderment and awe that's using gratitude and that shifts the way that you feel it shifts the way that you see things you know when you can start to think and communicate with clarity and precision so you know what you want and you're able to communicate about it in a clear way so that you can make the things happen you want to happen that's where the magic is like all of these things are going to help you so much um, be able to create what you want to create and um, you know we we need to persist to get through hard things if we can start to use more empathy um, you know we can move through problem solving with our partners or our family members um, with more ease and then we can take that metacognition that thinking about our thinking as a reflective tool to think about what you would do differently next time what worked well um, and just keep questioning and keep working through um, you know the things that are challenging for us because it gets easier and um, life opens up and it just feels so good so uh, again, please check check it out. I'm going to share the Brene video in the notes because it's just so good. Um, I also, if you have kids, actually, I'll just throw this out there. My favorite children's book about empathy, which I think also is just so great for us, um, is The Rabbit Listened. Um, I can't remember the author's name. I think it's Cora something, um, but it's just a beautiful book um, that also just really encapsulates what empathy is and what it can look like. Um, So thank you so much for listening. I hope you have a wonderful week and I'll see you again next week. That's all for today. I'll see you again next week. And if you liked today's episode and found it helpful, I'd be so grateful if you would write a review. If you do, your name will be entered for this month's giveaway. You can also share with another mom who would be helped by listening. And be sure to follow me on Instagram at Simple Intentional. Thanks for listening.